Mark your calendars! The ADCES 24 Annual Conference parades into New Orleans August 9-12, through 12, 2024. Registration opens March 26, but you can start planning your trip now. Get ready to seize opportunities to connect, learn, and optimize your diabetes care and education practice. Stay tuned for updates at ADCES24.org. Hello, and welcome to ADCES's podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm your host, Kirsten Yale, the Research Manager at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. This episode on communicating your value is the final in our eight-part value toolkit series. Through our value series, we talked about the many ways diabetes care and education specialists bring value to the care space. We learned that integrating diabetes care and education increases positive health outcomes across the populations and conditions while lowering cost and raising quality of care. Now, 2021 ADCES President Kelly Rodriguez and 2022 ADCES President Jan Kavuchian share guidance that diabetes care and education specialists can use to take ownership of their image and create demand at different levels of the healthcare system. They'll even share some language you can use verbatim to communicate your value in conversations. Jan and Kelly, welcome to the huddle. We are so happy to have you on, especially as we're wrapping up this series on value, which you know, you guys both bring really different or varying perspectives to the diabetes care and education space. But what you both bring, which I love and which I love chatting with you guys about, is this background in business administration. So you both have MBAs. You know, as we start thinking about that shift from the physician-led health system to the administrator-led health system and that focus on value, that's where you guys really both have this shared perspective. It can really talk about how the diabetes care and education specialist fits into this value space and how we can really use that idea to translate the value of the diabetes care and education specialist to the value of the health system. But um, before we jump into this, I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves to our listeners. I'm Jan Kavukjan. I am an associate professor in an outcomes research department in the Harrison School of Pharmacy at Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama. Um, I have been in the behavior sciences space by training and in my research, and I'm also a national DPP lifestyle coach, so I guess you could say in my persons with or at risk for diabetes encounters. A lot of what I do is the communication end. That background is uh, a lot having to do with person-centered approach motivational interviewing. I also do have a background. When I got MBA training way back when, it was in consumer behavior um, and marketing. That was kind of my area of focus. And so I always seen the parallels between consumer behavior and patient behavior. But I also realized uh, the importance of some fundamentals of marketing that are so important in positioning this specialty forward. And that is all about how do we go about creating an image of credibility to create demand among all stakeholders. I'll be talking a little bit about that perspective this morning. 
And yes, hello, I'm Kelly Rodriguez. I'm the 2021 ADCES president. And I've been involved with ADCES since I came to the US in 2005 from my uh, homeland of Australia. I've been working as a diabetes care and education specialist for almost 25 years. And you mentioned, um, Kirsten, about the MBA piece. Um, I took my MBA on in 2014 when I began this need to really understand more about healthcare policy and health sector management and took on a healthcare MBA to take on the role that I really have now, which is I'm currently employed at Parkland Health and Hospital System in Dallas, Texas, where I'm the director for both the Global Diabetes Program and more recently the Infectious Disease Program. But my primary role is in really developing models of care delivery across hospital systems, specialty care, primary care and community platforms, um, including Dallas County Jail uh, for really our Dallas County residents. So it's been a wonderful journey and learning so much about how we can really raise the value recognition of what we do and expand our role um, across the specialty. I'm so excited to have this conversation with both of you, especially as we start thinking about how this idea of value translates to the health system. So your backgrounds um, are going to be incredibly important here. Okay, so if we can jump into this, Kelly, you've led a team to write this paper on the value of the diabetes care and education specialist and really developed this toolkit. Can you walk us through this and give us a little rationale behind these resources and really why they're so important to the value translation? Yes, thank you. Excited to do so. You know, the paper's been a long-time ambition for me and was really um, developed to help raise the awareness for both the specialty itself, my own colleagues, as well as our external partners of the person-centred and system-level value that we bring as diabetes care and education specialists to our respective roles. You know, we're known for our impact with diabetes self-management education and support, but I believe for a long time that our professional impact is so much broader, especially given our interdisciplinary richness and the changes toward value-based healthcare. This paper is a call to action to healthcare delivery systems to increase the integration of diabetes care and education specialists in diabetes and cardiometabolic care delivery models across all care settings to drive strategies and interventions. And we've identified a couple of key areas where we really feel the value proposition is highlighted. And those include cost-effective care, population health, therapeutic inertia, technology integration, as well as quality improvement. And so the paper really harnesses the evidence base for these areas as it relates to our roles within the specialty. But the second component of this value initiative was the development of the Diabetes Care and Education Specialist Value Toolkit. It's an online platform that's being developed on the ADCS website. Uh, the toolkit development itself was led by Janice McLeod and a group of really talented multidisciplinary um, diabetes care and education specialist colleagues who've really helped to develop sort of the practical content in each of the value areas identified in the paper. And so each group has compiled the resources and also developed a great podcast uh, that you'll have the chance to listen to to bring that real world application to the research and evidence that was demonstrated in the paper. And so the toolkit's really meant to be that practical arm of the value paper, more of the how-to component. And it was a very deliberate decision to make this an online platform rather than another publication, just simply because we knew it would need to continue to evolve and develop over time as new resources and strategies become available in an ever-changing healthcare environment. And so finally, that you know, the paper and the toolkit are meant to have something for each DCES, novice through to experienced, really a way to help build the ability of both to articulate and demonstrate our DCS value in a really coordinated and authentic way. 
Yeah, you know, and just going through each of those podcasts was so fun. We really took a deep dive into each of those topics you were talking about. But, you know, as we took that deep dive, it made me think, you know, how do we position all of these pieces as value or how do we build that image of the diabetes care and education specialist in the health system that communicates this value that we're talking about? Really looking forward to the discussion in here. I know Jan um, presented a great presentation at ADCS 21 in looking at creating demand. But, you know, for me, it really begins with each diabetes care and education specialist owning the process, recognizing that building value is not a passive process, but something that we must go into our respective environments and be able to both articulate and demonstrate the value we bring in our respective roles. We really need to take ownership of our image and think about the messaging that we need to use that speaks to the audience to whom we're trying to impact. We really need to identify our stakeholders and understand their mission, vision, strategic priorities, and connect what we do and importantly, the impact of what we do to the stakeholders' identified needs. When we make a purchase, if we think of in our own lives, really any purchase, we evaluate the value to make our decision. Our strategic partners are doing exactly the same thing in evaluating our service. We must be clear, concise in our messaging, answering that all important question of what's my benefit? Yeah, and I think one of the most important things you said, or at least that rang true with me, is that idea of connecting what we do because understanding that there's a listener, right? Like sometimes I think we, you know, we know we have something important to say, but we don't always think about that listener on the other end. And the listener being the health system or, you know, the people that we're talking to in the health system to let them understand the value. So sometimes it's switching it, right? Understanding what the receiver is going to be listening and what's important to them. And maybe that's where the marketing piece comes in. And Jan, you have a background there. Maybe can you give your insight a little bit on how we can communicate that value in a health system with that marketing perspective? Sure. And you made a really good point. You were talking about some of the different stakeholders that we might be communicating with and really thinking about what each of those are going to have demand for. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the systems and others, but it's also the actual people with diabetes or at risk for diabetes that we're engaging with, as well as other referring practitioners who may be referring patients into these programs, but also systems, payers, etc. So what is each one of those stakeholders going to have demand for? And then really thinking about making sure that everything you say and everything that you do is um, congruent with what they're going to have demand for in terms of that image concept. So when we think about image concepts, you know, you've heard me say credibility. Across every one of those stakeholders we've mentioned, I think credibility, you know, how credible is this person uh, who is Um, now evolving from CDE to CDCES, how credible is that person? And certainly there are an array of other image words to think about. For example, that patient really is looking for someone who's caring and collaborative. But that credibility is probably a common thread, you know, across those. And so thinking about how you can position that image, how can you portray that to create that demand by what you say and what you do? And I can just certainly say that I have confidence that what you all are doing out there is absolutely positioning that image and what you do. What I can also say, because there's literature out there, there's research out there that suggests that when healthcare providers are not talking to patients or other stakeholders about taking a stand, an appropriately assertive stand for their position, 
it's because they're just not confident. They don't know what to say. They aren't sure how to even bring that up and how to articulate that confidently. So not confident in their communication skills. So I think it's important that we all claim this space. It's important to prepare yourself with things that you've thought about that are certainly representative of what you would say, but certainly thinking about how you can confidently, but also concisely articulate. So for example, we are still all kind of reeling from the effects of the pandemic, and it certainly affected our transition of the naming of the specialty and the association. It certainly affected it and kind of slowed down some of the efforts that ADCES had planned for um, really rolling this out. So we do still hear CDE. We do still hear AADE. So that's really a first step, regardless of who you're talking to, which of those stakeholders. It's a first step is practicing ahead what you will say in response when you hear that without sounding defensive and also not sounding apologetic, really taking this confident approach for how to say that. So for example, I'm gonna just give you a couple of examples pulling from things that I had said in the, um, the last general session at ADCES 21. So when you hear someone say CDE, you can say a couple of things. Here's a few little examples. I am a certified diabetes care and education specialist a CDCES, formerly known as a CDE. The title has changed for those practicing in this specialty because of the need to recognize that what we do includes expanded care for diabetes and related conditions, while also giving instruction about diabetes and the key self-management behaviors required to achieve optimal outcomes. So that's just kind of what we call like a 15-minute spiel. So if you had something like that that you could say that you had practiced so that when you unexpectedly are met with an opportunity to say that message one-on-one -on -one or before a group, um, you have practiced something. It's in your repertoire. You're much more likely to express that in the moment if you have heard yourself say it before. Um, I know that we all still get jumbled up in all these acronyms and, and letters um, with all the changes. It's sort of hard to keep up with that. So one way to... Um, and this is what I did, CDCES, CDCES, CDCES. I just said it over and over again because the more that I heard myself say it, I find that I just don't get caught up in CDE anymore. I really am gearing more towards the CDCES or DCES. So I encourage you to think about doing the same thing so that in the moment you can really take a stand for the value that you bring, not only at the patient and the setting level, but um, the system level and beyond. And the value that is brought is multifaceted, and it's important to be able to articulate that in an appropriately assertive, confident way, not aggressive. We're collaborating here. We're not trying to take over. Um, an appropriately assertive way, and that really makes a good impression. So thinking about what you say and the way that you say it, your voice tone, your nonverbal communication, um, really becoming aware of that for yourself and um, practicing that so you'll be prepared. Early on, I heard you talk about credibility and creating demand. And a lot of what we hear on this podcast, I hear a lot about creating trust or like how important it is for the diabetes care and education specialist to create trust. So I think, you know, sometimes I think credibility 
sometimes equates to trust. And again, thinking back to what you both said about the diabetes care and education specialists, that if stakeholders, you know, are in the patient community and also in the health system community. So if we have this credibility and trust that creates demand, and then you've talked a lot about being proud of who you are. Like I am a certified diabetes care and education specialist. How can we weave those two together? You know, is there an example that you could give to say, when you're talking with somebody, here's how I can create that credibility along with saying, and I'm a diabetes care and education specialist. I do want to address real quickly before I answer that, what you said about trust, because that is really so very important. And creating trustworthiness is about being honest. And when we're being appropriately assertive and confident, it creates trust. You're being honest. You're being direct. There's no beating around the bush or apologizing or minimizing. It's just in a very matter-of-fact conversational voice tone, not a threatening tone, just simply stating, here's who I am and here's what I'll do and uh, here's the value that I bring. All of that is honest and direct. We all appreciate that when people do that in an appropriate, non-threatening way. So there, there are just quite a, quite a few things that could be said depending on who you're talking to. But you know, here's just one example. Um, Diabetes care and education specialists can help organizations achieve their quality performance measures by participating in initiatives with persons with or at risk for diabetes. Or uh, diabetes care and education specialists are able to spend time with individuals, counseling them on how to incorporate healthy eating and physical activity into their life, helping them understand how medications work and how to monitor and interpret their blood glucose to minimize complications. This really gives them the tools and the approaches that are really important for problem solving and achieving the outcomes that we're all hoping for. Just a few simple statements like that. We wouldn't want to really go too lengthy. I mean, really, like I said, about a 15-minute spiel of things that you can practice and be prepared to say, depending on who you're trying to create that credibility and trust for. But also keep in mind, what is it that will be important to that stakeholder? So again, I mentioned the person with or at risk for diabetes is certainly going to be looking for a caring and collaborative DCES, you know, any type of practitioner um, working with them. But what is that referring provider going to be looking for? And certainly these quality metrics are really very important as we're moving forward in value-based payment models, um, really that value, you know, really approaching from that perspective. You know, within the framework of what may be happening there in value-based payment models at your particular setting or system. So really approaching and making the case for that value within that context that they're currently living in that they can relate to. So kind of thinking about that context that is relatable to them and salient right now in the moment for them and how the things that you can do can help achieve what they're hoping for. Jan, thank you so much for your comments. So time and quality are just huge value adds to any health system. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to sort of have all these conversations with people through these value podcasts. And I keep thinking each one of those, whether it's population health or therapeutic inertia or cost or any of the lists that we've talked about, each one of those is an opportunity to, um, it's a chair. It pulls back the chair at the seat of the table and you're giving people um, the diabetes care and education specialists, a voice, right? So 
Each of those things brings value to the health system through time, quality, cost. But, you know, it's a stepped approach. It's not an easy thing to do to insert the value of the diabetes care and education specialist within our systems, whether they're small or large. And, you know, this last question for either of you guys, I'm wondering, what kind of advice would you give to a DCES on what is that first step that they can take to let people know about the value that they bring to their system? I think you're absolutely right, Kristen. It's really very much a stepped approach. This is not a race, but really a journey. It first really begins with believing that you belong and believing that you can contribute. And I think that's something that we can continue to develop as a specialty practice, not just through what we say, but also through what we do. In my mind, it's really looking at, you know, those rings of influence. Um, We've got our immediate care team where we're often immediately focused But who beyond our immediate care team is that next ring of influence where we can start to identify core partners, authentic partners? And I really like to your comment too, Jan, around the importance of trust and honesty. That authentic relationship, authentic connection is key. I find I'm always connected to someone or to a conversation when I know that that person on the other side has made some effort to really connect what they're trying to say to something that they believe is important to either the mission, the vision, the strategic priorities of what we're trying to achieve as a service. To me, that just shows a respect for the relationship and a respect for bi-directional value, which I think is really, really important. So I think trying to understand and speak the language of um, stakeholders and key participants is really key. Understanding the needs um, that they're needing to sort of really create that demand. I think that outcome-based healthcare models have really created such a significant opportunity for our specialty to move beyond that fee-for-service mindset and really demonstrate that broader impact that we have across diabetes and cardiometabolic care delivery. You know, our name change and organizational rebranding was a really bold move, and it's a testament to that opportunity for our specialty. So, you know, I really encourage every one of us to live up to that opportunity in our respective workplaces. It doesn't matter where you work, whether your office is located in the basement or whether you work from a laptop, everything you do matters. The value you bring matters. We need to identify those rings of influence and really develop those authentic connections to these strategic partners to really spread that influence. It's much harder, I believe, to remove a service that is deeply embedded throughout an organization than to simply close down an office with no connections. For me, it's also about professional survival and strategy, but doing so in an authentic, honest, and transparent way. I really appreciate what you said, Kelly, about the authentic piece. I just, I absolutely love that. And I really think that that authentic piece comes in really embracing your role and everything that Kelly just said about outcomes impacting care and education, uh, really embracing that role. And that embracement often requires just a mindful intention, just deciding to immerse and being prepared. Again, I want to say that the lack of confidence is a lot of reasons why people are timid and not quite comfortable speaking up. And so this is why I I really want to encourage you to think about what will I say and then practice it no matter who you're talking to. So this mindful intention to embrace the role is what brings that authenticity. And I want to encourage you, as I did in that uh, general session from ADCES 21, I want to encourage you to join me. Let's be ambassadors for the specialty. And if you're unsure about how to go about doing that, I do encourage you to take a look at that presentation again, because there were several slides 
that were provided for things that you can say, depending on who the stakeholder is. And I encourage you, some of these were from interviews with CDCESs, and some of them were from the public relations firm and ADCES's marketing and communications team that created these great, quick, concise pieces that are wonderful demand-creating things that you can practice and feel more confident with when you find yourself with opportunities to really advocate and be an ambassador for this great specialty. So what I heard was embrace your role and embed your role. And if you do it with confidence, you know, that's really going to have an impact on people with diabetes. And that's really what we're all here for, right? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Kelly and Jan, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an incredible conversation. And if you would like to leave, you know, any last pieces of advice for our listeners before we say goodbye, any last minute thoughts? I just want to reinforce that you matter. Everybody that's listening to this podcast today matters. Everyone has an ability to contribute. It doesn't come from title. It comes from a belief in what we do and the value with what we bring. So I just encourage each of you to take an additional step that you may not have taken today, that perhaps after listening to today's session and maybe some of the other podcasts, you're willing to take and just nudge a little. Um, you'll be surprised how far you can achieve uh, from just taking one step at a time. So appreciate all you're doing within the specialty practice to really advance diabetes care and education delivery. I really appreciate what Kelly said about a nudge, just a little nudge, a little bit of incremental change. You know, we all know that incremental change is an important approach for persons with or at risk for diabetes who are really having a hard time making behavioral changes. So that nudge represents encouraging you to think about small ways that you can just simply get started in incrementally changing the way that you talk about the specialty and the way that you view it and just, just small things that you can do in moving forward. And I predict that maybe setting a small goal for yourself to begin taking this stand and you'll have confidence with that, it will build on itself just as it does with the persons with her at risk for diabetes that you see. So wishing each of you well um, moving forward as DCESs. Well, I'm excited to see these incremental changes that I know are going to happen as our membership starts nudging their system. So we'll be exciting to see if those changes happen and we can get together again next year and have another conversation. Look forward to that. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you, Jan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Huddle. What a great way to end this series. With some sample scripts and actionable steps, you can begin using today to elevate your role and the specialty. Get the tools you need to start communicating your value by visiting the resources available in the show notes at diabeteseducator.org forward slash podcast. Today's episode highlights different ways you can share the value you bring to your health system and people with diabetes. If you haven't already, listen to the previous episodes discussing each of the values in our toolkit for great discussion and details on each of the values you bring to the care team. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be appropriate or applicable for your individual circumstances. This podcast does not provide medical or professional advice and is not a substitute for consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.